Uh, hi everybody, welcome to the second Healthcare Recruiter Lunch and Learn. This is the show where you can eat your pasta and actually learn how to better recruit nurses. And I'm so excited today because we've actually got a real life shiny Pokemon. We've got Blair McElroy, uh, an ICU nurse. Do you want to introduce yourself, Blair? Hi everybody, I'm Blair. I'm a clinical care nurse. Um, I have a background in community health and palliative care as well. Um, I'm really big on education because I feel like if you can educate your patients, then they're able to make the best decisions for their own health, even outside the hospital. And then if nurses and doctors are educated well about the nuances of their patient's life, they can provide optimal care. So I feel like education in any form is important. And I wonder, could you educate us now? Like you've got your own background set up. Yeah, um, yeah. It looks so, good. What is that all thanks, about? Thanks. So you can see it if you click on my profile, all of it. But um, there's a heart and it has like nursing emblems. So there's a stethoscope in there and a nurse's hat and hospital related things and the heartbeat um, as being an ICU nurse and then a tablet with a stethoscope that's listening to it. So I feel like there's a really big connection between healthcare and technology, especially in the times that we're living in now. And that's, I feel like the best way that we can reach more people is by using technology. Awesome. And like, how do you, how do you implement that in your day to day job? Well, for me, I feel like in the ICU, there's a lot of opportunities um, for patients that maybe have limited education. So I will print out pictures for them that explain mm. things like I'm in an open heart unit. So if I have a post-op heart surgery patient, I will print yeah. out recipes with like picture instructions of how to create, cook something that's healthier or how to explain something that's a little more complicated to make sure that they can understand and like they can see it visually. Yeah. And I could never draw it. So... <laughs> The computer helps a lot. <laughs> Makes two of us. And um, just before we got started, we were chatting a little bit more about what you wanted to do and what your ambitions were to change the world and save more lives. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. So I work in a critical care unit. I work as an open heart recovery nurse in ICU. Um, I do a lot with technology as it is now, but I'd really like to work towards doing something where I'm like remotely working and, and working with more patients uh, in a mm -hmm. telehealth setting because I feel like I could reach so many more patients through telehealth and reaching people at home who maybe have questions that don't have a nurse they can call, then yeah. I could just working at the bedside. So that's really what my goal is. Okay, great. I think, so you're sort of interested in exploring the opportunities and that yeah. really goes well with what my goals are for this episode because last week I was talking to Mike Cevallino, two mm -hmm. guys who have never been nurses. Um, yeah. <laughs> we were talking about what nurses want. <laughs> and yeah. I, I realized, you know, maybe it's a good idea to actually, um, interview a nurse like yourself and yeah get your side of it um mm -hmm. so like in terms of actual your experiences and relationships with recruiters in the past what have been some of the things which you enjoyed and which you liked about working with recruiters in either hospitals or staffing agencies and is there a difference between them i think that's a really good point i feel like there really is a big difference between staffing agencies and the recruiters that you work with within a hospital. Um, for example, the recruiters in a hospital are way more in tune with the units in a hospital. For example, I had an amazing recruiter I talked to at a hospital in Atlanta, actually, and she knew which ICU units there were, mm -hmm. what acuity was offered. So instead of telling me about money and the location, she was like, well, this unit gets the sickest patients, but they have these resources and they have an on-staff, you know, specialist who's there who helps with this and that. And I was like, oh, versus sometimes with the agency, 
because they have to recruit so many different types of people, um, it's a little bit more challenging for them to know the details of one specific hospital. Yeah, okay. So you, you prefer hiring the nice ones are much more educated than the old yes. hospital. Yes, uh, yes. Mm -hmm. And is there anything you prefer about using a staffing agency if you were to look for a job? Or would you just go straight to the, the in-house recruiter? I feel like, in my experience thus far with staffing agencies, sometimes they are only given certain roles. Like, for example, if they're recruiting just for one unit in the hospital, that's great if that's what you're looking for. But if you're like, hey, I'm open to a variety of opportunities, hmm. they may not be able to provide that. But a lot of times they have connections with multiple hospitals or multiple yeah. healthcare you know, organizations. And so I find that to be a benefit is that at least you can get your foot in the door and have that conversation about other things that are available. Okay. And I'm, I'm also aware that whenever nurses and recruiters speak, the conversation might not be without like a bias because either the recruiter is trying to get the nurse to apply or the nurse is trying to impress the recruiter. What are some of the bad things? Because this is like, a, we don't have really uh, biases in this conversation, right? Uh, except for me to promote Alpi Chat. What are some <laughs> of the things which you've sort of disliked about recruiters, in-house and staffing agencies? Maybe you could take them one by one. Where could they improve? I feel like kind of what I alluded to a little bit a minute ago is that the biggest issue with a lot of recruiters is that nurses think differently than if you were recruiting someone to work in an office. For example, in the ICU, we're used to having very sick patients. We're used to kind of taking control of things and being critical mm -hmm. thinkers. Um, so for example, I had a, a agency recruiter tell me, I have a great ICU type opportunity. This will be perfect for you. You'll read from a script all day. You won't have to make any independent decisions. I was like, <laughs> okay then, yeah. I don't know any ICU nurse who's like, sign me up for that one. Okay. So, you know, I was like, okay, you know, no, but, um, and, and hospital recruiters is true, same thing too. They're obviously trying to recruit you and try to get you into their hospital. So I think sometimes they forget to ask like, hey, what would make you leave where you're at to come to my hospital? Instead of just saying, we'll pay you more because money isn't everything. At least not for me. Okay. Do you find they're, they're like talking about the fixed benefits of why you should come rather than trying to open you up and discover what would make you leave? A hundred percent, yes. Yeah, they're like, the hospital is situated in this beautiful area, you know, it's close to bars. I'm like, I don't go to bars. Yeah. It had, you know, it has. You're like, I like disgusting desert areas. <laughs> right? I'm like, I don't want to be there. So yeah. instead of being like, what, what do you like as a nurse or what would entice you? They're just kind of giving you that same blanket statement they think will draw everyone. Okay. Amongst you and your like nurses, friends, your nurses, are there any general themes, overarching themes, beyond that, like to be in the mix of things and like to make decisions? Or is it yeah. definitely like person to person, depends on who you're speaking to? I think, so I have friends that are nurses in a lot of different areas. Um, I see nurses are a certain breed, ER nurses are a certain breed, long-term care nurses are a different breed. But mm -hmm. overall, nurses are people and we care. We care about helping others. So the majority of nurses that at least I know and that I've encountered, ultimately they want to feel like they're making a difference. So okay. if you're presenting something that is going to give us an opportunity that we feel like we're making a difference and we're helping, yeah. then that's what's going to be the biggest draw. Okay. 
And you did you didn't mention you have a friend who was like telling you about their experience. Could you relate to that? Yeah. So I have a friend. Well, I have a friend who's a recruiter who I was asking questions, but I have a friend who um, was in the process of a job search. She was had just finished school, um, mm-hmm. and she was talking to a nursing or to an office that she was going to work for. I mean, they were like, yes, she went through interviews with the doctors, with everybody. They're like, you're on board. You're perfect. What color shirt do you want? Let's get your name embroidered on it. This okay. went on for like three or four months. Um, she had other job offers that she turned down because she had already accepted this role. And then for a whole month, she heard nothing from them. She was calling and calling and calling. She didn't hear anything. And then one day she got out the shower and she had a voicemail on her phone that said, oh, hey, I for, from the hiring manager, I was like, oh, hey, I forgot to tell you, uh, we decided to move on with someone else. And that was right. it. And I was like, <laughs> super, super surprised. Um, and I was surprised because as she was talking about this, several other nurses um, chimed in and said that they had similar experiences at different places where they'd gone through the whole entire process and then it was kind of like they heard nothing. And they, they said they had a job, they heard nothing. So for us, we were like, we care about relationships. So like that was, that makes it like really mm-hmm. hard for you to have, go for a hospital like that or a place like that. Yeah. That's very confusing because recruiters often moan about being ghosted by candidates. Mm-hmm. The way it's difficult to get nurses to apply. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My friend is a recruiter. I tell her this all the time. I'm like, so when people call you, do you just not call back? And she's like, no, I always call back. And I'm like, oh, well, that's very different than what a lot of us have found. Yeah. So. yeah, I guess from the recruiters I know who have openly admitted to not getting back to people, they always just say, we get too many applications. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people applying for one role. Yeah. Uh, that's a good lead in. I'm going to show you some job board or some job ads. Um, here's our agenda. And the first one was really like, <clears throat> whenever you're job searching or wherever one of your friends job searching, what they've told you, where do you go? How do you start the search? So I look at Glassdoor because I can look at some of the reviews from people who work there. Um, I've gone to like ZipRecruiter, Indeed. I'll look at LinkedIn, but a lot of times LinkedIn has jobs that have been filled or that keep populating that are not actually active anymore. So um, I kind of will like cross, like check different websites and see like is the same job there still. Yeah. And whenever you're on Glassdoor or Indeed, Like I always imagine this, this process of scrolling through the jobs because there's so many, uh-huh. it's tricky to choose. Like, how do you feel whenever you're scrolling through these, and how do you make decisions on which to click on and which to apply to? Um, for me, I look at the hospital or the whichever company is hiring more so than the role sometimes because the reputation of a hospital is very important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'll look at what benefits they're offering and then the role itself. Okay. So first, and we, in recruitment, we would call that like the employer brand mm-hmm. mixed in. Like, so employer brands, that's not the actual brand itself. It's like subset and how you present, how you are as an employer. Is that something you're aware of? Do you ever, like, are you ever consciously aware how this, how this possible treats its employees? Do you ever research that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. So I know a lot of nurses will either look at reviews, but also we ask each other or we talk to each other like, hey, your cousin works at that hospital. What do mm -hmm. they think about their job there? How do they get treated? How do they feel about their unit? And like to get a real insight. Mm -hmm. um, and also, I mean, like we have hospitals who will try to present themselves to nurses to try to recruit them like so frequently that it makes you wonder like, what happened to the staff that they had? Why is their turnover so high? And so then when you do look into them, you're like, no, okay. extra money is not going to make me go for that company because they're not presenting themselves as a culture that I want to be a part of. Okay. So like the always hiring thing might. Yeah. Would you say that puts you off sometimes? Yeah, definitely. Okay. And I know a lot of my friends, the same thing. They are like, why are they always hiring? Is it because they, they're growing so much or is it like, are they hiring for the same jobs? Mm. Okay, and sort of on that point about jobs and motivation, I've seen a lot of roles, and I'm going to share one here on my screen, that offer five-figure sign-on bonuses. Uh huh. What's your opinion on that sign-on bonus? So, I feel like in a time like right now with COVID, because there's such a high need for certain levels of acuity, I can see how that would be necessary maybe to attract nurses from other areas mm -hmm. however under like regular times i feel like that money could be placed differently like there could be nurses in the hospital and other units that could be trained to be in the icu and maybe those funds could go there like are, are you developing your in-house employees as well you know or are you just yeah. having difficulty finding good quality nurses so I'm kind of like torn on that one. I feel like in a, a pandemic, it's appropriate, but outside mm. of pandemic, I always question like, why do you need to offer that much? Okay. Because someone across the town is not offering that much. Does it, does it mean like tempt you or is the first thing that you, you think about is why are they offering that? My Just, first thought is why are they offering that? You know, okay. unless everyone is, if like everyone in the job market is offering something comparable, then I'm like, okay, that's just what they do in that job market. Yeah. Well, that's, a per but, that's pretty like notable that even if you think that first, you're still going to get paid the sign-on bonus, even though it hasn't convinced you. Right. And it might have negatively like <laughs> convinced you. Right. It's just crazy. I mean, I'll look into their, obviously looking to see like, oh, okay, they really need ICU or ER. That's why they're hot there offering a bonus and that's different yeah. than you know because you can't it takes a long time to train a ICU nurse or you know ER nurse so I can understand that they'd be like we need someone now so we're trying to entice someone to come over yeah well I know a lot of people it's just simply like 50% of what we would pay all these staffing agencies we have so they would have maybe like five recruiters working on the role and then they'd have the job on their job board with uh Say the fees like fifteen thousand, they would have a sign on bonus of seven and a half thousand. Really? Did not know that. Yeah. Oh, we're educating each other. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> um, yeah. So I don't think it's like the best relationship mm -hmm. to be in, where neither. I mean, the staff agency doesn't want the hospital to be able to do it itself. And the hospital doesn't really want to pay the staff agency the money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and whatever hospitals do their own ads i think a lot of them uh, have a bit of a problem with that price and yeah what's your like i if i see a stock picture i keep scrolling okay like it's hard Why? for me to because i feel like it's not real 
Like I feel like somebody mm. like copy and pasted a fake nurse, like what nurse in the middle of her shift looks that put together? Never. <laughs> like so if your hair is not standing up and your fro is not crazy or you're, you don't have any fuzzies in your ponytail, like yeah. what are you really doing in the hospital? So that makes me be like, mm, she's not real. And I will just like keep scrolling. Like that doesn't like make me want to stop. Yeah. This is for a staffing agency. So I think that's an era where they fall yeah. down because they can't actually get the picture. Mm-hmm. Do you prefer then the, let me see. Um, this is a hospital I work and I work with and they put up a lot of kind of, they're more like natural odds. They're natural pictures. So they're not like completely staged, but they are taken with a good camera. So, you know, they put a bit of thought into it. Right. Is see, this, I always click on that. See, so this sort of like real life thing is. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Okay. I was right about that. <laughs> <laughs> A hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you said you just keep scrolling if you see stuff and see that's, oh no, mm -hmm. not stuff. It's a yeah, stuff. Really. Yeah. Okay. Um, take note, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so we've covered sort of sign-on bonuses, staffing and the, uh, and then the stock photos. What I'd just like to talk a little bit about is what we call candidate experience in recruiter circles. And that's like how you feel and how you experience the application process. Um, what would you say, do you know, are you on the same page there? You know what I'm talking about? Like the experience of the application? Yeah. What, what would you say makes good candidate experience for you as an ICU nurse? For me, less tricky because I feel like the job descriptions are not necessarily written by anyone who actually is doing the role. So like before I kind of started into even like exploring options, I didn't know about like ATS and all these things that, you know, like you, when you apply online and click a billion times to yeah. complete application. So I feel like a lot of times a company is going to get the nurse that had the best recruiter selected keywords on her resume as the one who comes forward and not necessarily the nurse who's gonna save your life. And so for mm. me, like that's a challenge because though I know I can perform excellently in person and take care of whatever needs to be done, yeah. um, translating that onto paper or onto a application where I'm clicking mm. questions that are not actually anything that I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis is yeah. kind of tricky. So I think that's really challenging. Hmm, okay. So that's an interesting point that maybe it's the people who fill in the forms of this who are more successful. How, like, how do you think recruiters could do better on that? How can they make it so the best person is hired rather than the best, the best presenter of themselves? I would say be engaged, like be personal. Like I know they have 20 billion people to go through, but when you do get through that pile and you get down to your top 10, like yeah. ask questions at, instead of having me regurgitate what my resume says, ask like, what would make you want to come to my company? Mm -hmm. Why would you want to leave your previous job? Or, you know, tell me about things that would be of interest to me. And I think that when you get someone talking, you're going to see what areas they ha need for growth and where they excel and be able to make the best decision as to mm -hmm. who would be the best fit for that company. Yeah. It's all about fit, isn't it? Mm. Um, 
we do a lot of social media recruitment. Have you ever looked for a job or looked at a hospital on Facebook before deciding to apply to them or not? Yes. So funny thing, I don't even use Facebook. Like I'm not like a, this is not my thing. I'm not on Facebook. Yeah. So, but a lot of websites, you know, use Facebook as, you know, postings about their hospital. So I will go to Facebook and look at people who work for them and like what they're posting or look at pictures from the hospital or yeah. uh, click on the ad. Yeah. And I will read through it. Okay. So you don't even have Facebook and you're still using it? Uh-huh. To look at the employer. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And whenever you go on there, what sort of things? You, so you hit the page. What are you looking for whenever you're on that page? Is it current? Mm-hmm. Have they recently posted anything? Um, are there photos of things that are actually happening? What culture kind of, if I can kind of feel a vibe from their pictures and things like what their culture kind of is. Um, yeah. If they're a part of the community, if they're like doing community events or doing things that are helping out their local community, like those are all things I would look for. Okay. Would, would you say then that their digital profile matters a lot to them? Because it could be a really good hospital with really caring team and a great ICU, but they just don't have a, a good social media manager. Do you think that it is actually important how they present themselves online? 100%. 100%. Um, I've worked as a preceptor a lot for new grads. Um, and so a lot of a lot of younger ones, if they come in, you know, I train them and I'll ask them, like, they live on Facebook. So I'm like, wait, so how did you find out about this job? And they're like, oh, well, my friend posted that she works at X hospital. And I asked her about it. And then I looked on their website. And I know a lot of them, that's where they look first mm-hmm. before they look anywhere else. So I think it's really important, especially with the newer, younger generations and stuff too, to have yeah. an up-to-date and uh, enticing profile. Okay. So... I suppose there's a lot of like conversations going on between nurses, which I think recruiters want to feel like in control of the process. So they want to send the emails and send the phone numbers, but a way they can actually influence the conversations you're having with your other nurse friends is how, how could they actually influence that? I think if they, if they're a hospital recruiter, then I think that they're going to have a better grasp of like what's going on in that hospital or in that network. Um, If they're on Facebook and they see some, you know, they make a comment and then if someone could respond to them and actually be able to connect with that recruiter, I think that would be really good because a lot of times messages get lost in the pile of emails. So, you know, if they could see a personal connection, I think that that would be good. Um, Obviously LinkedIn, I know a lot of people reach out, a lot of recruiters reach out to people on LinkedIn. Yeah. How do you feel about that when you get an outreach? on LinkedIn. So that was one of those things. <laughs> <laughs> Open the can of worms too. <laughs> yeah, that was one of those things that I talked a lot about with my friend who's a recruiter um, when I first started exploring my options because I was like, so I got this email. I don't know what that means. It's mm. super generic. And so she had to kind of like explain that process to me. Um, I understand it from a recruiter standpoint and why they need to do it. I prefer if someone reaches out because they actually like open my profile. Mm. Um, but you know, yeah. it has its pros and cons. So how about this? What would the dream recruiter outreach look like to Blair? So oh. let's imagine I'm a recruiter, right? 
Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go one year profile. Uh, let me hide these. How do I hide these? Double click on the messaging word and it'll minimize it. Wow. Yeah, you should be a recruiter. You're an expert. Okay. <laughs> Told you so, it's the IT stuff. It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm gonna do a take here. So, um, you you just touched on outreaches from recruiters on LinkedIn. What we're gonna do here is I'm gonna write an outreach to you and uh, let's try and build it together. What would be the perfect outreach? Because I know a lot of people would say, hi, I'd open up a hi. Mm-hmm. What, what do you look for next? What would make you actually respond? What are the elements that I need to put into this? I definitely respond to people who have actually like scanned at least my profile. Like, um, if someone reaches out to me, makes a comment like, oh, so you're teaching here or something like that. Like, they actually like opened up my about section and skimmed a few words. So, or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, and, you know, mentioned something. The recruiters that have done that, I always respond to the quickest because I'm like, oh, they took two minutes to open up a profile. Yeah. At least they're trying. So, then that to me means that like they're trying to make a personal connection. Um, does it matter on what? area of your like your status as a nurses so, so for example if i said something about earl gray is that uh then i always answer opener? okay so you like you like personal, personal stuff as well it's just professional yeah yeah so at least i see like oh okay for them to know that they actually opened something on my profile or i saw an award from a manager like you could scroll through and see that without having to like yeah. open it and read what the word said so those yeah. are like just showing like some personal interest and granted it's not possible to do that with everyone because you know there's so many candidates that they're reaching out to yeah. exactly i would 100 percent respond and be like cool if you work this person. my hospital we will give you a cup every day oh see <laughs> of your I mean, favorite kind. Oh, definitely Earl Grey. I, ha- I would 100% be like, yeah. oh, okay, let me talk to them. <laughs> okay. I think, though, on the other hand, that your profile is uh, a wealth of content. You've got a lot of stuff up there. Mm-hmm. If, if you have nothing on there except your education, where you worked, and that's it, what do you think would be a good outreach then? Um. Say, hey, I see that you've been at this company for X amount of years. Hmm. What is what do you enjoy about working there? And what would make you want to leave? Or, you know, like something like that. Like something that's just like straight out asking would be fine. Okay. Yeah. So trying to draw some of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great. Um, mm-hmm. We're coming up to half an hour. Done. <clears throat> is there anything else that you want to tell recruiters about how they can improve themselves. And whenever they improve themselves, they're gonna make more hires. So how can you help them? What do you wanna say to recruiters out there? I would say be engaged, you know, and just ask questions. I know they're super busy and they have so many profiles to go through, but Mm -hmm. behind each profile is a real person. So if you try to engage with us and talk with us, then you're way more likely to get us to fill that quota that you need to have filled or come to the hospital that you wanna come to. Okay, so from this I've sort of learned recruiters need to sort of get out of their own head in office and be engaging, ask nurses what they actually want, and make it a lot more about the nurse. 
yeah. then push their marketing team to make a good website on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. Well, thanks so much. Yeah, no problem. I, I wish you all the best if you're... Thank you so much. <laughs> with, your, um, with your travels and uh, your future experiences as recruiters. So thanks, Blair. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Okay.